Girlfriends, episode number 48. Free yourself from jealousy. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. It always makes me so happy that people show up every week and uh, let me know how the show is affecting their lives. So I'm thrilled that you're here, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend I'm recording this early on Monday morning after the long weekend, and well, you might be experiencing a Monday like I am where it feels really hard to get back into things after the long weekend, but we had a great Thanksgiving here. I hope that you did too. I hope that whatever plans you had and whatever family you gathered with, it went the way that you wanted it to and you made the connections you wanted to. For me, Thanksgiving is really all about making those kinds of connections, and this year more than ever because... I had kids who were away at school who came home for Thanksgiving. Ambrose was home. Yay! Wow. You know, moms told me about when their kids go away to school, how precious it is when they come home. And I really did experience that. Of course, last year we had Eamon, but he was about 90 minutes away and we saw him pretty regularly. But this year his classes have really picked up and he's not had a lot of time to come home on weekends like he did that first year. So we've been missing him extra much, but then also missing Ambrose, who's all the way down in Florida. And so Ambrose came home and the little kids were just beyond themselves with excitement. And it happened to be Juliet's 17th birthday, the day before Thanksgiving. So there was a lot, a lot going on. Um, We had um, just Dan's dad on Thanksgiving Day, plus us, so total of 11. And I cooked two turkeys because there's never enough leftovers. I don't know if you experienced this, but even with the two turkeys, I made one in the smoker and one in the oven. Um, we ran out of turkey before the next day, which was fine because I was already planning to cook two more turkeys because um, we have what we call Friendsgiving. It's sort of a sort of evolved into a tradition, I guess, where we have um, a couple of different families come over and it's so fun to connect with them on the day after Thanksgiving and kind of redo the feast. It kind of extends it for me, which I don't mind a bit, you know, that second day Gabby was up early with me in the morning and she said, oh, I feel so bad for you that you have to do all this again. But to me, it's not about that. I wouldn't do it if I resented it in any way. And so I hope you're not hearing from me right now that you have to do anything a certain way. That do it if you enjoy it and do more if you enjoy doing more or do less if you enjoy doing less. You know, I'm all about moms making the holidays work for them while also kind of creating special days for their families. And we all find different ways of doing that um, inside of our homes, inside of our families, according to our own preferences. Anyway, I loved doing that. But then after two days of that on Saturday, we had nothing. And I cannot remember the last time that happened. There was nothing scheduled. Like that night, Dan and I were going to bed and saying, what is going on tomorrow? I don't think anything. I don't think there's any sports. I don't think there's anything for the school. I don't think, you know, there was nothing on the schedule. And that actually felt really good. (laughs) And I was really tired. And so we really just had kind of a quiet day on Saturday. 
um, did some fun things with the the little boys and Ambrose had some time to spend with some of his friends and siblings together. And so it was just very low key, but on the whole, I am so happy with how this weekend went. And um, if you're feeling happy about how it went, good for you. And if you're not, if you're feeling disappointed in any kind of way for how Thanksgiving went, I know sometimes that happens around the holidays. We set up expectations and it doesn't meet our expectations or something happens that's unexpected and disappointing. And, um, you know, just just know that your, your sisters are there praying for you. And I've been keeping in my prayer some women who've reached out to me uh, via email about different family relationships and the stickiness of that around the holidays. So if that's going on in your family, please know I pray for the people who listen to this podcast and their particular needs. And I'll be praying for you in this coming week. And as we're going into Advent, um, yeah, now it's back to reality, right? Uh, Advent is a penitential season, and I haven't yet decided um, how I'm going to be observing it officially. And uh, here we are, it's the second day of Advent. Uh, One thing that I can do is stop eating everything in sight, eating all kinds of food and pie and mashed potatoes and gravy and everything with butter on it. Um, I forced myself to step back on the scale this morning because I thought I need a reality check. It was helpful. Um, And you know what? I hope that you'll join me in embracing the holiday season, the Advent season leading up to Christmas, but without making it a completely downward slide with regard to health and fitness. There's got to be a balance there. And I certainly don't expect anybody, much less myself, to get through Advent and all the way through to New Year's staying on, you know, a strictly super healthy diet and exercise regimen. That's just life this time of year. It's okay to, you know, cut some corners, let some things slide. But I'm hopeful to be focused enough on it that I don't just completely embrace an opposite lifestyle that's um, really going to be detrimental to what my personal goals are. So I hope you'll join me in doing that and we can hold each other accountable in the coming weeks. But anyway, this week we're supposed to be talking about jealousy. Now this is on my mind because I was talking with a friend about um, a situation she's been experiencing with regard to jealousy recently. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized this is something we all experience. And that was part of what I was telling my friend that, you know, she was feeling like, I'm an idiot. Why am I struggling with this jealousy over this stupid situation? Well, we're all idiots. We all do that. I mean, I've done it so many different times in my life about sometimes really stupid things, feeling jealousy over really stupid things, sometimes over really big things, sometimes really understandable situations where I was distracted by the blessings that God has chosen to give to someone else and not to me or the the gifts that God has chosen, or the opportunities that God has chosen to give to other people. I think it is so normal and so human to experience this, and yet it's important to recognize it and to think about how we're going to handle it, how we can free ourselves from it, because it really is a chain that can bind you. It really is something that can rob you of joy in your life if you allow it to be that, if you give it that kind of power in your life. So today I want to talk about jealousy and the role that it plays in our lives and in our relationships and how we can get rid of it, how we can, I've I've got three steps I want to share with you. Of course, you know, I'm not going to accomplish everything inside of these 20 or 30 minutes here, but at least I want to get you started thinking about how you experience jealousy in your life. And maybe it's not something that you struggle with a whole lot, but I know many women that do struggle with it. I think it's, uh, of course, men do too, but I think women experience it especially acutely because we're so aware of the details. We notice all the details about our own lives and everybody else's lives, and we can't help but do that comparison thing. So 
I'm going to talk about three steps for how you can rid yourself of jealousy, free yourself of jealousy, of that sin, that weakness, that flaw in your life. The first one is when you experience jealousy, the first thing I want you to do is find out why you're vulnerable to it. This is something that a priest once told me in confession many years ago, where I, you know, I confessed a particular sin. It wasn't jealousy, but something that I was experiencing over and over and over again. And I was so frustrated by it. And he told me, find out why you're vulnerable to this. Find out, you know, in the moment where you you give in to the temptation toward this particular sin, find out why you were vulnerable. Find out because it's not about this, it's about something else. And that was really helpful to me, not just about that, but also about everything, every sin that we're inclined toward. When you succumb to jealousy in your life, when you, you know, have one of those moments where something strikes you or something good happens for someone else and you just give in to those feelings of being jealous over it, Find out why you're vulnerable to that, because there's something else going on if you're not, you know, if you're, if you're reacting in that way, um, if you're really giving in to that, that sin, that temptation to be jealous. Um, how are your other relationships in your life? How are you doing, um, if you're a parent, how are you doing in your relationship with your kids? Are you struggling there? Is there some sort of weakness or vulnerability that you're experiencing inside of those personal relationships or inside of your own marriage? Are there ways in which you're feeling unsatisfied or unloved or unworthy inside of your marriage? Or are you experiencing anxieties of other kinds? We worry about our kids. We worry about finances. We worry about health. What's going on? I can't tell you what's going on with you. You need to examine what's going on with you. So if you find yourself falling prey to that sin, the temptation to be jealous and giving into it. Oh, and I do want to mention, you know, it's important to remember it's normal to be tempted and it's not sinful to be tempted. So you get that one thought in your head, like that's leading you toward jealousy, a jealous thought in your head. Well, you get to decide. You haven't sinned yet. You get to decide if you're going to embrace that and wallow in it and really explore that jealous feeling or if you're going to get rid of it. So inside of that moment, find out why you're feeling vulnerable to it, why you're giving into it, why you're wanting to give into it. Do you have some sort of feeling of being unloved in other parts of your life? Are there other stressors going on? Because addressing those issues is going to leave you much less vulnerable to noticing and being jealous of the blessings of other people. So that's the first one. Find out why you're vulnerable. If you're giving in to jealousy, find out why you're vulnerable to it. Get to the root of that. And that can take some work. That can take some uncomfortable work because I think a lot of times we avoid examining ourselves, examining our life and our relationships and our priorities in that way. Because it's not comfortable to look at ourselves so closely and see our flaws for what they are or see the ways in which we're lacking and admit that, admit that vulnerability. So find out why you're feeling that vulnerability and address it. Uh, The second one, that uh, step that I want you to take when you're giving into jealousy or tempted to give into jealousy is find out what lie you are believing. And this is so important because I think it's important to be this explicit about it. If you are jealous of someone, if you are feeling full out jealous of somebody's situation or their advantages or their blessings or their beauty or whatever it is, you're believing a lie. You are believing a lie. What is the lie that you're believing? Is it that you're not worthy of those blessings? Is it that you don't have blessings of your own lies? Lies? Is it that God doesn't love you enough? a lie. 
is it, this is one that I've thought about quite a lot uh, because I know I've experienced this myself. Is it this myth, this lie about the scarcity of blessings? Like, is there, is there some part of you that believes when someone else gets something good, that's less good for me to get? And it's important to walk yourself through that thought process so that you can recognize it for the lie that it is. Our God is not a God of scarcity. He's a God of abundance. And we all need to recognize that. Him pouring out his blessings on another person doesn't mean he has any less love and blessing and abundant goodness to give to you. So, Find out if you're believing that lie. Are you believing the lie that if your girlfriend's husband gets a promotion and they buy this awesome new car something while you're still driving your junky old minivan and feeling depressed about the fact that your husband is, you know, possibly going to get laid off from work, do you feel like her receiving that blessing, that family receiving that blessing means there's less blessing for you? And, you know, when we talk it through, we can see, oh, that doesn't make sense. You know, I don't believe that. But at some level, we are believing that. At some level, we're believing a lie if we're embracing those feelings of jealousy. So it's important to recognize what lie you're believing and address it. You know, Satan is the father of lies. And that is the the greatest title for him because he fills our head with those lies. He gets us to believe those lies about ourselves, about God, about our worthiness. And nobody is rejoicing more when you embrace jealousy than Satan himself, because that's a downward spiral. That's a sin that can lead to so many other sins that once you embrace that, once you embrace those feelings of jealousy and, you know, And really, at the heart of what jealousy is, and probably I should have started out with this, being clear about what we're talking about, um, it's not that little pang like, oh, I wish that that would happen for me, or oh, oh, good for her, Uh, you know, but it's a little hard to accept or something like that. It's really that feeling that you don't want that other person to have that blessing, that if you could destroy that for them, you would. And as ugly and evil and black as that sounds and feels, uh, that's what jealousy is. And that's that's what we're embracing when we say yes to jealousy, when we let it into our hearts, when we let it into our lives. And it destroys relationships. It can destroy whole friendships through no fault of, you know, either person other than one of them just embracing that jealousy with regard to the other person. So important to figure out what lie it is that you're believing. It, it might be about your own worthiness. It, it might be about that myth of scarcity, the idea that the more God blesses this one person, the less he has to bless you with. What a ridiculous idea of God. What a limiting, embarrassingly limiting human idea of God. God is so much bigger than that. And so that's where we need to kind of regroup. And yes, that whole thing about not comparing to others, keeping your eyes on your own paper, being focused on your own vocation, all of that definitely applies here. Um, but at the heart of it is figuring out what you're believing, what what you're believing, what you are embracing as the truth that isn't, and addressing that and making yourself see it clearly for the lie that it is. And then the final step in getting rid of jealousy, ridding yourself of jealousy, freeing yourself from jealousy in your life is to address it. Now, this is going to look different for different people. It might mean going to confession. I mean, do you confess the sin of jealousy 
in confession? I mean, you don't have to because it's not, I mean, the only sins you're required to confess in confession are, are mortal sins. Um, but of course, it's helpful to list all of your sins. And jealousy should certainly be in there for many, many, many of us that if you embrace it, if you entertain it at all in your heart and in your mind, you need to bring that to confession because that's where you're going to find those healing graces, those specific graces to help you overcome that sin of jealousy. Uh, you know, just laying it out in the open there. So, I mean, you can do it through confession. Um, you can do it just by talking it out with a trusted friend. Maybe maybe your husband is the right person to do this with, but maybe not. Maybe it's it's more of a girlfriend thing. I know I have certain girlfriends that I'm close with that we can text each other and um, I'll know like when a, when a friend texts me something about like, Oh, did you see, you know, such and such happened for so-and-so. And, uh, yeah, I did see that. And we can kind of talk ourselves through it and give ourselves the right perspective, the right attitude toward the, you know, the good things that are happening for other people. And, you know, a big part of it is just admitting that you struggle with that. Because I think there's some part of us that just denies it. I mean, it's so ugly and stupid. Like, oh, I'm going to be jealous. I'm going to have these bad feelings about this nice thing that happens for someone else that I truly care about. That's the crazy thing about jealousy. You can have someone that you love and you cherish and they're your best friend in the world or your sister or whatever. And that jealousy can still creep in there. You can still feel that pang of, oh, I wish she hadn't had that good thing or I wish I'd had that instead that kind of feeling. And it's important to just talk it out. The more you talk it out with friends, especially, I find, the more it gives you power over it. It makes you feel like, oh, yeah, we're, here we are. We're laying out this thing, especially if it's in between the two of you on some level, which it tends to be in a lot of female relationships. If you just lay it out there and talk about it in an open way and talk about your struggles in an open way, yet maybe the person that you struggle the most with being jealous of, you're not going to be that close to that person that you can do this, but you have friends that you can do this with and you, you need to seek them out and talk it through. You know, it doesn't have to be some big therapy session, but just sharing, you know, oh, um, you know, la- last week my, my girlfriend shared with me this great thing that happened for her and I really struggled with feeling jealous about that. And, you know, I just, I, I'm struggling because I, I really want God to bless my family in that way. Or, you know, her kid got straight A's and is on the honor roll and she was telling me about that. I don't even think she was bragging, but it made me feel bad about myself. And I started to get jealous because my kid is struggling in school and I'm embarrassed of his behavior in the classroom or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, once you've done that comparison and, and you've come up short, you're really vulnerable to that jealousy. So I think talking about it in an open and vulnerable way with somebody that you trust, somebody that you can, you know, feel safe with and be open with in that way is so important. It's an important way that you can address it. Another way that you can address jealousy, and this you can do even just personally, is to, now I remember years ago studying in philosophy class, Aristotle talking about how you know, the virtue is in the mean, it's in the moderation, not on either extreme from all these various emotions. And that the way you, if you're leaning toward one extreme, the way you get more toward the middle is to push extremely in the opposite direction. So if you are struggling with jealousy, you would push yourself extremely in the opposite direction, which I guess would be like perfect charity or uh, generosity or um, 
I don't know exactly what virtue is the opposite of jealousy. But in regard to a particular situation, if you are struggling with jealousy with a particular person in your life, first of all, if you feel like it's it's overwhelming, this jealousy with regard to a certain person, you are definitely allowed to limit your contact with that person. Sometimes I find that people struggle with jealousy because a person is hoping to bring that out in them. And you know, somebody may be sharing all of their blessings with you just because they're so overjoyed and they want to share the joys of life with you. They may be sharing all the details of their joys and blessings with you because they're hoping to feel superior to you, hoping to make you feel bad about yourself and benefit from that. You don't have to play that game. And you don't even have to know what their reasons are. If you are really struggling with a particular person, it's okay to avoid that relationship. It's okay to limit the amount of contact you have with that person you know, it's really about knowing what your temptations are and avoiding them. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Maybe the person's in your family. Maybe the person, you know, lives next door or whatever it is. But for those situations where you can reasonably limit your contact with that person, go for it. I completely encourage that. Um, But working in the opposite direction would mean maybe with that particular person, maybe you pray for that person every single day. Maybe you force yourself to pray the words asking God to give that person more blessing. <laughs> you know, if you're really jealous of um, some some woman who's thin and beautiful that you know in your life and, and you're maybe struggling with not feeling good about how you look or not accepting your body or whatever it is, um, maybe, you know, pray, add this to your daily prayers. Add to your prayers asking God, first of all, to heal you from that sin, to heal you from that temptation toward jealousy. He will give you the grace to do that. Ask him for that, but then add to it asking him to shower that person with even greater blessing. And it's hard. I have done this, but I find it's really a healing process. You begin to see the person that you're praying for as a vulnerable child of God, the same way that you are with weaknesses and flaws. Not that you get to see all their flaws. That would be very healing too. No, just kidding. Um, not that you, not that you're going to see all of their flaws for what they are, but praying for another person opens up your mind and your heart to the fact that they need prayer. Every one of us needs prayer and nobody's got it all together. So uh, the times in my life where I've done this, where I've struggled with jealousy with regard to a particular person or a situation, I bring that person and I bring that situation to prayer and just pray for the opposite of what jealousy is. Jealousy would take those blessings away, right? So you're not praying for that. You're praying for God to pour out even more blessing upon that person. And that is really a difficult thing to do, a difficult process, but so worthwhile because it's very healing in the end, it helps release you. You feel empowered by the idea that, oh, yeah, I can pray for God to give this person even more blessings. You know what? Take that, Satan. I'm not going to sit here and wish this person didn't have all that he or she has. I'm going to sit here and pray that God gives that person even more blessing. And it opens your mind and your heart to the idea of God's abundance, which I think is really what we all need with regard to jealousy. Just understanding the idea there's enough for everybody. There's enough God for everybody. There's enough love for everybody. And depending on what, you know, your your past is like and what kind of past wounds you might have in your previous life or in your childhood growing up, we all have different struggles with this and different levels of intensity with regard to feelings of jealousy or with regard to feelings of worthiness. So address it. Address it in in confession or in talking with a friend or in your own prayer life, praying specifically for that particular situation. So those are the three steps. Find out why you're vulnerable. 
when you're feeling that pang to jealousy or if you've already given in to that pang toward jealousy. Find out what lie you are believing and fix it. Address it. So the third one, address the situation, whether it's through sacrament of confession or talking it out with somebody or working it out in your own prayer life, working in the opposite direction. Do you struggle with jealousy? I'd love to hear your feedback on this topic. You can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com. You can connect with me on Voxer. Leave me a voicemail message. You can go to daniellebean.com and click the little tab that says leave voicemail. And it's super easy. You don't need any special equipment. You can just leave me a voice message that I can share on a future episode of Girlfriends. Hey, girlfriends. Who are we talking to this week? It's time for an interview. Hey, everyone. Kara Klein is joining us today, and I am so happy to have her here with me. Kara Klein is an award-winning Catholic singer and speaker from New Orleans, Louisiana, who now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. In the last year, she helped to co-found His Own, a band and ministry for women. Through music, speaking, blogs, and videos, His Own seeks to remind women of their inherent dignity and worth, encouraging them to be all God has created them to be. Hi, Kara. Welcome to Girlfriends. I'm so glad you're here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. Yeah. When I first heard about His Own, it was um uh, somebody on Facebook kind of sent me a link to you guys' stuff, and I was blown away. I was like, Thank how come you. I haven't heard of these people before? Because everything you're doing is so... It's so in tune with everything that we do here at Girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, our, our ministry is also pretty new. We just launched it this year. Okay, so, so. that's why. <laughs> that's the only reason why, because um, I really, I love everything that you guys are doing. But maybe you can just give us a little background on how you got started. How did His Own get founded? Gosh, I feel like, especially looking back, I really now see that it was so much the work of the Holy Spirit because it wasn't something that any of us were planning to do. But I'm from New Orleans and I moved to Nashville a little over two years ago. Um, I had some opportunities here in Nashville, but really, I really essentially moved here because I felt a very strong conviction that God was calling me here. And even though there were some opportunities in front of me, I didn't fully know why God was calling me here. Um, and I, I met two amazing, amazing women that became, I mean, just like sisters to me. We, we became very, very, very close. Um, Christine Simpson and Maria Spears, Mm -hmm. and they were also musicians and just really holy women who just were on fire for Jesus. And, um, and in our friendship, we just really found so much joy, um, in really like having a true sisterhood with one another, because the three of us, um, are in our, you know, late, late twenties, early thirties, and we're single and we're really trying to live our lives, um, presently with a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. And we found that a lot of other women, young women were in, were in the, the same shoes that we were in. Like maybe they didn't think that they were going to be single still when they were in their thirties, or maybe life hadn't gone exactly the way that they wanted it to go. But we felt like, like this call, um, really through our friendship. And we started also singing together, writing music together. And through that, we really felt this call just, um, to connect with other women, you know, first of all, just to really, for us to really strive to live out authentic femininity in the culture, really just meaning embracing completely who we are as women, our, our feminine dignity and identity and worth. Mm -hmm. And, and then just encouraging other women to do the same and to embrace their lives with joy wherever they were. Um, because God, God has such an amazing call for each of us as women. 
Right. Yeah. And uh, you guys are responding to that call so beautifully. I Thank pe- you. I really want to encourage people to um, check out your, your website. Now, can you um, give us the URL for that? Yes. Yes. So our website is behisown.com. So just like to be, B-E, hisown.com. And then um, our, our social media links are pretty much the same. Our social media um, is at Facebook and Instagram is at be his own and Twitter is at be his own music. Okay. And you guys are on YouTube too, right? I've seen some yes. really awesome yes. videos. <laughs> Thank you. And I love yeah. it when you girls are together because there's a real chemistry. What you were just describing, yeah. <laughs> you just see it like, oh, these women love each other and they get it. Thank you. Yeah, we do. We do. And there's just, you know, and also we, I feel like we live in a time where there's just so much competition between women. There's so much like cutting down and, um, and such a lack of, you know, we're also called to the intimacy of just true friendship, mm-hmm. friendship where we love each other and build each other up. And we've been really, you know, gifted to have that with each other where we really have, I feel like a godly friendship and, and sisterhood where we just can be real and transparent and let our hair down and laugh and share our hearts with each other and mm-hmm. just kind of walk through life together. That's beautiful. So people check that out at BeHisOwn.com. And I'll put links in the show notes as well. So in case you're not right at your computer right now to check that out. Well, Kara, I want to move on to the regular questions that I always ask of women who come here on Girlfriends. And I'm always, I'm always encouraged and affirmed by the things that women share here, because mm-hmm. it, these are the kinds of things that really connect us and the things we have in common. And But then I'm also encouraged by the things that are different about us. So I'm looking forward to hearing some of your answers. Our first question is, can you tell us, Kara, about a time when you really felt like you triumphed? When did you first feel a sense of achievement, whether it was in mm-hmm. your personal life or your work? Yeah, that is, that's such a good question. And I feel like there are so many of those moments. So I'll just share something that actually happened recently within the last, um, the last couple weeks, I was in Florida a few weeks ago and I was singing at a retreat there. And, um, and you know, I personally have been singing since I was 18. That's when I started kind of a professional career in ministry and music. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I was 18, I released my first CD and I also, um, I wrote a song at that time. It was for Terry Schindler Shivo, who I think yes. a lot of people remember her case. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was dedicated to her. It was made into a music video that aired on EWTN. And I got to sing it a lot to her family at, at you know, a lot of wonderful events. Um, but this song was really a song that actually I didn't originally write for her. I wrote from a very, very painful place in my heart at the time mm-hmm. when I was 18, asking the Lord, kind of crying out to the Lord, asking, do you think, like, do you love me no matter what? Do you think I'm beautiful no matter what? Mm-hmm. Um, even in my brokenness, even my weakness, my, you know, my sin my worst moments. And the song is called beautiful. Still, it can still be found, I think on YouTube, um, from, I think the life on the rock when, when the life, when life on the rock aired it. Okay. But in any case, a girl came up to me that I had never met before, um, at this retreat recently in Florida. And she, and, and she was like, wait, are you, are you Kara Klein? And I said, yes. Like, who are, who are you? What's your name? And she told me who she was. And she said, that song that you wrote beautiful still it got me through high school oh my gosh. and I listened to it over and over and over and over again. She's like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm not like so famous or something that tons <laughs> of people know my music. Um, but that was such a moment of triumph because yeah. I was like, wow, Lord, you're bringing, you know, blessing out of painful times and places in my life. And you're helping others through that. And that's really, I feel like more, 
you know, what I want more than anything is not to sing on any big stages, but just, just to minister to hearts. Hopefully the Holy Spirit can minister through me Mm -hmm. to touch people's hearts. So that was an incredible moment for me. For sure. And I I love that because I, I really value that kind of woman to woman connection as well. And I Mm -hmm. think, I think all women recognize the worth of that, that we know that nobody can build us up like other women can and nobody can connect mm-hmm. with us and get it the way that other women can. So yeah, that's a beautiful moment that you shared. And I know your music has touched many people, but I think it's, it's because of that sharing of your vulnerability. That's what people respond to because mm-hmm. there's nothing, you know, that's, that's more uplifting to women than to be able to say, me too, you know? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I experienced that too. I have, you know, not all of our details are the same, of course, but um, we really do, you know, grieve the same kinds of things and have the same kinds of struggles and mm-hmm. insecurities and fears and anxiety. So I, I think that's a beautiful way that you connected with that young woman. Great yeah. triumph. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, it was. And, you know, it's so funny because vulnerability and being real really is also a huge part of his own about why his concerning why we developed his own and what we try to live through his own. One of the things that we do every week um, is, is are these videos called Makeup List Mondays and they're on our YouTube channel every Monday. And and for us, it's really an effort to just be and a calling through that video to be very, very vulnerable and raw and real. And so we do the videos without any makeup on every Monday. And then we also don't wear makeup on Mondays um, everywhere we go. We don't wear makeup on Mondays. That is pretty awesome. I know. But I'm not we doing all... it. You guys can afford to because you're, you're these young ladies. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'll be really yeah. impressed if you're still doing makeup list Monday when you're 40 plus. I, think... <laughs> I know. I know. It'll be a real. No, no. I, I understand. Like it, it is. It's a challenge that it is. for us. I mean, it's hard. But also in the videos, it's more not even just about, you know, taking the makeup off our face, but also taking the makeup off of our hearts and sharing things that sometimes we've been afraid to share. We have felt nervous about sharing, Mm -hmm. Um, just sharing like in such a real raw way. But we have found an incredible response from other women and also some men, too. Really? (laughs) I think. Yeah, because I think we're just just really striving to be real. Mm -hmm. And people really respond to that. I think that's Mm -hmm. terrific. I mean, all kidding aside, I think that, you know, some women never wear makeup, so it it wouldn't be that. But I I like that you shared that, you know, it's, there's a spiritual side to that kind of taking the mask off and being who you really are and, and, not being afraid to show who you really are. I think that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so you. everybody check out Kara with no makeup on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's on gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, moving on from triumph to mistakes, can you tell us, Kara, about a mistake you once made and what did you learn from that mistake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is also um, a mistake that happened repeatedly. And <laughs> the Lord was really, really honing in on this lesson. And it happened in the last couple of years. And, um, I, I, I had a couple of different situations that were pretty serious, you know, pretty mm-hmm. important situations, um, in the last few years where I did not listen to my intuition. And I, I felt, um, like there was something that I, that I should do. And my mind was telling me one thing, but there was something in my gut, very, very strong in my intuition, um, where there was a lack of peace and, um, and it was telling me, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it just had to do with like professional decisions and decisions in my ministry. Sure. They weren't like moral decisions. They were, um, decisions for my life. Um, and I overrode it because I overrode my, my gut because, um, 
I just, you know, made it all logical and was like, no, 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 but it makes sense to do this because A, B, C, and D. And the Lord really showed me though, through that, that, those experiences Mm -hmm. that God, he's really, really speaking to us and he's given us all, but I think especially women in a really powerful way, this Mm -hmm. gift of intuition where we, we need to listen to our heads and listen to our reason and our logic. We also really need to listen to our hearts and where the Lord is speaking to us in the quiet and the silence of our hearts, because sometimes we can't see ahead, but the Lord sees something and he's, and something in our gut is reacting. And I think we women, all of us, but especially women, we need to be really in tune to that. Yeah, I think that is so true. And I never really thought about it that way. Thank you for that, because that's a really beautiful way of looking at it, that it's God speaking to us through that intuition, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, as, as a mom, I'm always encouraging other women to trust trust your motherly instincts. Like, you know, right. if, it, if it feels wrong or if the experts disagree with you, well, you know, you're the expert in your own family, but right. <laughs> that doesn't just apply to moms. I mean, that applies to all different aspects of life that you're mm-hmm. meant to be the expert in you and what your decisions are going to be. Yes. Yes. And I think that one lesson that also is correlated with that is how vital prayer is, you know, mm-hmm. on a daily basis to speak to the Lord and to listen, to learn to listen to his voice in the silence of our hearts. And I know for moms, it's probably much harder to get into silence because, sure. um, I mean, right now I'm single, like the girls of his own and I were all single. So we're, it's easy for us to go to mass every day, to go to adoration every day, to make mm-hmm. these commitments and prayer. But, um, but for moms, I think even though if you can cultivate 10 minutes a day yeah. of just pouring out your heart to Jesus and listening for his voice and asking for his guidance, because ultimately we've got to listen. We've got to learn how to listen to his voice speaking to us in the day, throughout our day yeah. and in our hearts and lives. So true. And that's something we've touched on here on the podcast pre- in previous episode where we were asking, are you too busy? That I was really encouraging women to do that. Like, however you need to do it. That's your prescription. Take 10 minutes, find silence right. and mm-hmm. sit in it, you know, sit in the mm-hmm. Lord's presence and adoration. But if you can't get there, he's in your heart. So exactly. Wherever exactly. you are, sit still. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I know it can be so challenging sometimes, but I think sometimes we just need that reminder because we do make time for other things. We make time for all kinds of noise in our life. That's unnecessary. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Being honest about yeah. that and making yeah. that time. <laughs> exactly. So beautiful. I love that you shared that in such a beautiful perspective. I think, um, especially moms, we need to hear that from, from younger women, from single women. I think that, that nudge in the right direction. Yeah. We have different Mm -hmm. life circumstances. And I remember my spiritual life in college, like it was a distant foreign land. Like, wow, that was, (laughs) that was pretty amazing what I was able to do. But you know, God doesn't, hasn't, you know, he's, he knows where you are. He knows exactly where you are and he knows your circumstances and it's not a mistake. So um, you know, mm-hmm. find your way with where you are. It's such a beautiful reminder. Yeah. Cause he, he also works with us each so individually. And I love that about the Lord. You know, he mm-hmm. works us com- with us in our lives according to how we need it and how our hearts are. So you true. Know, and- yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, I still want to get, get in some of the best advice you ever received. So Kara, can you share with us what's the best advice you ever got? Who gave it to you and how do you try to use it? <laughs> So one of, gosh, that was also a hard question. These are wonderful questions, but, um, one, a beautiful nun that I think is going to be a saint in our lifetime. Her name is mother Elvira Petrozzi. She's an Italian nun who founded, um, a community called community Chinacolo, Mm -hmm. uh, that has 65 houses all over the world that helps, um, addicts and the hopeless and those who have lost joy in their lives. And, um, I spoke with her one time 
And she told me, and she looked me in the eye and it was just so profound. She said, never, ever, ever care what other people think about you because it's really just between you and the Lord. Wow. And, um, and it was really powerful. And it was actually really prophetic at that moment in my life because I was about to go through some trials where I was going to get persecuted. <laughs> and, um, and it was really, you know, by others. And, um, and those words, I held those words so close to my heart, but, um, that has been some of the best advice that I've ever received. And, you know, Mother Teresa, I've heard her say the same thing many, many times. Like, in the end, it's between you and God. Right. And it's so easy to be misunderstood by others. It's so, so, so easy. And in my life, um, how I apply that advice to my life now is in my personal life, um, I think there are moments to try to get people to understand. But then sometimes I just, honestly, I let people just, just sometimes I just, we have to go misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You know, or sometimes... Um, people don't understand where we're coming from or they judge us or they criticize us or they yeah. condemn us. And we don't have to, we really don't have to justify ourselves. So we can hard really to remember. <laughs> so hard. But this is where I really try to apply it is not trying to justify myself, but bringing it to the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, though, what matters is, is really actually what's in the secret, what's in the silence between you and I. Yeah. And, um, and then also in my ministry, in my ministry and career, not caring about what other people think, how successful I am, but just the question that I constantly ask myself, and I had this, I have this um, note written on my bathroom mirror, and I look at it every day. Is you know, um, Mother Teresa's words: "You haven't called me to be successful; you've called me to be faithful." Right. And so, just Lord, what are you asking of me in my life, and how can I respond to that in faithfulness to you each and every day? And the success is in your hands, and success is different for every person. Sure. So. It doesn't even matter what others think. It it matters what you think of me. That's beautiful. And we all need that reminder sometimes <laughs> as a hit over the head because I think we do. I mean, there is that that temptation all the time to correct the misperceptions and it's out of a yes. sense of pride. And, uh, you know, and it can be really hard to just let things go. But I find personally, the more I focus or I mean, the less I focus on what other people are thinking, the more authentic I am. That exactly because otherwise you're focused on making everything look just right on the outside, mm-hmm. and what's inside might be something very different. So, it's, yeah, it's hard to do, super hard. <laughs> but it is. We've it got is. a lifetime in which to practice it. <laughs> yeah, and it's so liberating. It's so liberating. <laughs> it is, and you know what helps me too is remembering that Jesus Himself was so misunderstood. And exactly. What a great example, yeah. you know, just yeah. and not even just during, you know, his passion and his death, of course, terribly in that situation. But throughout his lifetime, he wasn't understood. He wasn't known for yeah. who he is. He was, you know, and so how much more so should we just accept our circumstances? Because Jesus, who's God, didn't clear things up when he was right. here on exactly. earth. Exactly. <laughs> so we could, so we could probably deal. I mean, <laughs> yeah, completely. It's a great challenge. Yeah. Yeah, great so advice funny. though. I love that. And who was what's the name again of the nun who shared it with you? Her name is Mother Elvira Petrozzi. Oh, okay. Mother Elvira Petrozzi, and she's an Italian nun. And she's um, like I said, I think she's going to be a saint. She's just amazing. So. Wow, love it. Okay, well, we'll we'll add her to our prayers here at Girlfriends. Now, um, I don't want to miss yeah. getting in our lightning round, Kara. So um, before we run out of time here. 
This is just where we ask 60 seconds of some fast, fun questions so that um, we can get to know you a little bit better. And none of these are really okay. hard. So I do try to make people nervous for it, but nobody ever gets nervous. So okay. Worry. Okay. Okay. So if you're ready, we can get started. Yeah. All right. This is Kara Klein's lightning round on the Girlfriends podcast. Here we go. Kara, what is a single Catholic girl stereotype you want to clear up? Oh, gosh. Okay. I think that that um, that all we do, like maybe like all we do is pray and that we haven't been open to men and that we're just too picky. Uh-huh. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. All right. What is the most challenging th- thing for you about being a recording artist? Um, honestly, honestly, just re- like responding to God's will, doing what he's asked me to do and not comparing myself to others. Mm-hmm. All right. When you get some time alone or a day off, what guilty pleasure do you indulge in? I love to eat ice cream and watch a movie. Yay! (laughs) That's a favorite of mine, too. (laughs) All right. And last one. Your music is so uplifting, but do you ever have days where you just aren't feeling it? And if so, what do you do? Yes, absolutely. I have days where I'm feeling down or and I just, you know what? I, I allow myself to feel it. And I remind myself that it's just human. (laughs) Right. I love that. Perfect. And that's it. Their 60 seconds are up. You survived. And that was fun. I'm glad I heard about the movies and ice cream. It's a cliche because it's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been a real pleasure, Kara. But before we have to go, maybe, um, maybe just let us know something that you're working on. What are you excited about right now? So actually for his own, the girls and I are about to start the whole process of recording a new album and we're super, super excited about that. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. We're going to add that to our girlfriend's prayers too for a successful (laughs) project for his own. And everyone can check that out and follow your progress on social media, behisown.com. Thank you so much, Kara, for joining us. God bless you and all that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. I just absolutely love talking with Kara and all that she shared, I think, goes along so well with our topic this week of jealousy. She really speaks from a woman's heart to a woman's heart in a beautiful and meaningful way. So I hope that you will check out all that she and her friends are sharing through Be His Own at BeHisOwn.com. And now this week, I want to be sure to thank Susan, who is our newest pledge supporter on Patreon for the Girlfriends Podcast. Patreon is a website that allows you to pledge your support for productions like Girlfriends and financially support what we do here. If you appreciate what goes on here at Girlfriends, if you appreciate what I share each week and the fact that I take the time to share it and want to encourage that to continue to happen, one really effective way that you can do it is by becoming a Patreon supporter. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Girlfriends and you can pledge as little as a dollar per episode. It means so much and it does add up because the more listeners I get that support me in this way, the more encouraged I am, the more affirmed I am that you're enjoying and appreciating this content. 
it's a way that you can give back if you are appreciating the content that I'm sharing here, if you're wanting to encourage it. So Susan did that in this past week, and I want to thank Susan and the many other supporters that we have at patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. You can go there and check it out. You can pledge just a dollar per episode, or you can pledge even a little bit more and qualify for some pretty cool bonuses, including some Google Hangouts on a regular basis with me and others. So go and check that out at patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. If you're not able to financially support the podcast, but you do want to encourage it and you want to encourage me, one great way that you can do that is by leaving reviews at iTunes. First of all, make sure you're subscribed there. That means a lot and that adds up. Um, But then also leave a rating and a review. It really does help and it helps us get the word out about Girlfriends. It helps other people to find the Girlfriends podcast in places like iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you happen to listen. If you don't listen on those things, if you're one of those people, and I think you are awesome, who figured out podcasts by just clicking play on my website every week. I hear from you guys. I know you're like, I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't know I could listen. But if you can push play, you can listen. And a lot of you have figured that out. If that's how you listen and you're not able to leave a review anywhere, that's fine. Tell a girlfriend about it. Tell somebody in real life about girlfriends. Help us to get the word out about girlfriends and get more people that can listen. I'd love to grow our audience here. So that's another way you can do it. Or you can share on social media. A lot of people do that. I appreciate the links to the shows every week. I tend to post it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can just hit share and share the link with a a friend who you think might appreciate it or share it with the people who follow you. As always, thank you so much for all the ways that you support and encourage and affirm and pray for me. I so appreciate the fact that so many of you reach out and let me know that you're praying for me and that you're praying for my family. It means so much to me because, you know, we always say like, oh, well, all you can do is pray. Or someone might tell me, well, I, I really can't support girlfriends right now. I can't become a Patreon supporter. But all I can do is pray. Well, in a way that almost sounds dismissive of prayer, and I don't ever feel that way about prayer. It means the world to me that you are praying for me, that you're praying for my family, that you're praying for this podcast and the people who listen to it. We really are a community. You may be listening all by yourself, you know, on on your run or um, working out or folding laundry or doing dishes or whatever you're doing in your life and feel like you're in your own little corner of the world, but you're not. You're part of a community here at Girlfriends. We pray for you and we would love to hear from you. So give us that feedback. You can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, I'm going to be praying for all of you. Thank you so much for being here for another week. Your presence here is a real gift to me, and I'm so glad that you've been here with me for another episode of Girlfriends. And until next time, I hope you'll enjoy your day, and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a Danielle Bean production. Know your worth. Find your joy.